Well, you might have heard of the quote, lies, damned lies, and statistics. Uh, my quote for you today is, lies, damned lies, and stats NZ. You see, statistics are very important. They tell us the true nature of the issues we're wanting to tackle or deal with as a society. But statistics can also be distorted, and the agenda behind getting those statistics can also be distorted. My census form arrived yesterday. <laughs> well, before you fill out the form, you've got to figure out your sex at birth and then your gender identity. Apparently, they are totally different. Let's check it out. Now, before I touch on the census, which has probably just arrived at your place this week, two earlier incidences with uh, statistics that should raise a red flag. StatsNZ, who you would think would get their statistics as accurate as possible, bias-free, judgment-free, they put out a media release just over 12 months ago about the LGBT population, and this is what it said. One in 20 adults identify as LGBT+. Okay, but then you'll see there it says 4.2%. Now, for those of you who are mathematicians, and even with my limited statistical knowledge, 4.2%, strictly speaking, is 1 in 23.8, which, if you round it to the nearest whole number, as we generally do, would be 1 in 24. But Statistics New Zealand conveniently rounded it down to 1 in 20, which kind of sounds bigger and better, doesn't it? And the media, of course, jumped on that particular stat, 1 in 20, even though they were also reporting the 4.2%. But they didn't ask any questions. I went back to StatsNZ, I said, look, it says 4.2%, you've said 1 in 20, isn't it more accurate to say 1 in 24, 1 in 23.8, to be more accurate? Their response was, when presenting data, our standard approach is to round to a multiple, i.e. 1 in, that is easily understandable to the general public. Well, I don't know about you, but 1 in 24 sounds pretty easily understandable. I mean, maybe under their policy, they should go to 1 in 25, just to be clearer. But to round down to 1 in 20 suggests that, well, you can probably figure out what they're suggesting, that it's more prevalent than it actually is. And that may suit the narrative. And look, please define LGBT. I mean, it's, it, isn't it now LGBTQQIP2SAA+. I mean, terminology matters in all of this. But then, earlier this week, StatsNZ put out another media release and they said that the number of teenage women in New Zealand giving birth has more than halved over the last decade. Now, there's two great things. Firstly, less teens, less teen mums and less abortions. But also, they said, women. Ha! That's biologically correct. So, that is an improvement. Only females can give birth. But... Then StatsNZ make this interpretation. You'll see it underlined there. The decreasing number of teenage births coincides with improved education and access to contraception, according to their spokesperson. So, you know, the kind of messages we need more sex education and we need more condoms. It's working. Look, here's the proof. Let's have more. Slight problem. That's actually not what the research shows. In the Youth 2000 Survey Series, Auckland University, where they've surveyed around 8,000 secondary school students, 2001, 2007, 2012, and most recently 2019, what 
that data shows is this, that sexual activity amongst youth has significantly reduced. Uh, and condom use has not improved significantly. In fact, it has decreased in contraception use. Also, teens are less likely to use contraception. Whoops. That slightly goes against what we were just told. Uh, and that's part of the problem because StatsNZ have come to a conclusion which isn't correct. They say the decreasing number of teenage births coincides with improved sex education and access to contraception, but it's not backed up by the evidence. Once again, in my view, StatsNZ is moving out of the mathematical and statistical analysis into cultural messaging. And uh, other, com other uh, commentators think that there's a retreat from teenage sex for perhaps other cultural reasons. For example, around the whole consent issue, which is a good thing to be focused on, confusion over sexual identity, and eyes on screens leading to living virtually and less actual physical contact time with others. Look, education and contraception may be just a small part of that, but it seems to me that StatsNZ are pushing a narrative rather than simply presenting the hard data. And now to my final example, and it arrived at my house just this week, possibly it's going to arrive at yours, probably. Uh, it's the census. And as soon as you start filling in the census, the ideology quickly kicks in. Here's your opening questions. Question one, confirm it's you. Question two, confirm when you were born. Question three, what's your gender identity? Gender refers to a person's social and personal identity as male, female, or another gender, or genders that may be non-binary. A person's sex at birth may differ. Yeah, okay. And the answer options are male, female, and other gender. And then there is straight on to question four. What was your sex at birth? And unbelievably, there's only two options. Male, female. How binary. Uh, and then there's more questions. We get to this question. Which of the following best describes how you think of yourself? Heterosexual, straight, gay or lesbian, bisexual, another identity. Uh, isn't, shouldn't that be another sexuality? And prefer not to say. But look, why, why don't they list them all? I mean, kids are being taught that there's 112 genders and over 200 sexualities. Why don't they list them all? This census is ideologically flawed. Now, by the way, uh, the gender and sex questions, the two questions, you only have to answer one of them, which of course is actually biologically the truth. Ironic, isn't it? Uh, so my hint for you today is the gender identity one doesn't have to be answered. Look, the concerning aspect is that StatsNZ has been captured by gender identity politics, but it's a government department. But they're going to realise just how difficult and confusing and subjective the issue is. I think statistics should deal as much as possible in actual, measurable, definable realities, not subjective standards with no measurement. And remember, this census, I could be male. Next census, I could be female. The following year, I might be both or neither. And the following census, I'm unsure, no, and not surprisingly. StatsNZ actually admit that might be the case. I'm not making that up. They say in their guidelines, quote, 
people may identify with more than one gender identity, end quote. And StatsNZ will never make the gender identity activist group happy. They're complaining and saying actually it's still problematic. StatsNZ also states it's a standard and not mandatory for people to use, so look, how's it going to be applied? I think StatsNZ needs to stick to statistics and leave the social engineering and wokeness and the cultural narratives to others. Statistics should be independent, factual, non-biased and accurate because when they're not, when they're misrepresented, then it destroys their credibility. When it's coming from government data, then I think we should all be concerned. <laughs>